So every time I'm feeling nervous or scared to do anything in business or in life, I just remind myself, this time is never gonna stop. I'm never gonna get this day back. It's not gonna stop. So I'm not gonna be uncomfortable for much longer. And then before I know it, I'm gonna end up in my bed or I'm gonna end up at the gym mat tomorrow and it's all gonna be done. How am I gonna take advantage of that time that's not gonna stop, that's going to go no matter what? What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. What's up, podcast fam? How you doing? It's Monday over here when I'm recording this from the closet, and I'm excited about this episode, what I want to talk about today, because it's uh, it's something that I've never, I've, maybe I think I've talked about it publicly only a few times, and I'm going to share with you my entire story. And I want to preface this with, if if you are triggered by discussion about eating disorders, um, body image, food, workouts, over-exercising, any of those topics, if that is something that's triggering for you, please listen with caution or turn this off. I'm just giving you a nice fair warning that this episode could be triggering for certain people and I am going to be sharing my heart with you. So I'm, I'm just super grateful that I have this space. I know that if you're listening to this, that you're somebody that I, um, I've, I consider family and I can come here and and share my mess as my message to you and hopefully with this podcast help somebody. So we're going to touch on a lot of things in this podcast. We're going to touch on um, what I do in the gym because I've gotten so many questions about that. I was recently fe- uh, featured on the cover of Strong Magazine and I get every day, I think, in my DMs a question about, Jen, do you offer workout routines or any kind of workout program or what do you do in the gym? And I don't anymore, even though I used to. And so I decided to record this podcast just to kind of let you guys know what it is I do in the gym, what I believe in fitness wise and and my journey with body image and weight loss and working out and all the things. So buckle your seatbelt because this is going to be a good one. And if you if you are looking to have a transformation within your body or your mind, I'm going to give you some tips today that are going to help you connect the two. Because for me now, exercise and eating right is very much a mindset play, more so than a body play or a physique play or the way that I look. It's It really plays into my confidence and my ability to experience discomfort and helps me be a better leader and helps me make a hell of a lot more money and helps me build more businesses and take more chances and take, take more risks. But I want to take you back. Uh, let's start from the very beginning when I was about, I want to say I was about 14 years old. And I, I was a normal 14-year-old girl until my parents got divorced and my entire perfect little world that I was living in that was magical and wonderful. I had a really, really beautiful childhood. It, it all kind of came crumbling down when my parents came to me and they're like, we're getting a divorce. And that same same month, around the same time, my dad told me that he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So for a 14-year-old girl, well, for anybody for that matter, but a 14-year-old girl, this was a really big, big blow and a big moment. And I don't think I necessarily had the tools at that time to be able to cope with this. In fact, I know I didn't have the tools to be able to cope with it. So I coped with it in a lot of weird ways. And one of those ways was just trying desperately to be able to fit in in school because I felt like I 
didn't have any control over what was going on with my family. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be like really cool at school and I'm going to fit in with the cool girls and I'm going to sit with the cool girls at lunch and I'm going to make sure everybody likes me. And this desperate desire to be popular and cool and liked in school turned into me completely um, just leaving all of my values behind and doing all of the things that I thought I needed to do in order to be liked by the girls that I thought I needed to be liked by. So this included going on a quote unquote diet. So I was sitting with the cool girls at lunch and they all decided to go on a diet together. And that diet consisted of just getting salads at school and taking off the croutons and not using the dressing. So essentially all there was on these salads at school were croutons, dressing, and I think cheese. So we would take off the croutons and the dressing. So it was lettuce and cheese that we were eating every day. So I was eating lettuce and cheese every day. And before I knew it, I started losing a lot of weight. I started getting skinnier. And I noticed that the skinnier that I got, the more the girls at school liked me and the more included I felt and the more the boys at school liked me. And it started to, in my little subconscious 14-year-old brain, uh, it meant to me that skinny equals acceptance, skinny equals love, skinny equals worthiness. So this took me down a really destructive path and I developed a severe eating disorder. Um, it started off as anorexia, turned into bulimia, and lasted for a really long time until I was able to get serious help. And when I say serious help, I mean outpatient help, I mean the help of antidepressants, I mean the help of lots of mental health professionals. And it, it was a lot, a lot of work that I had to do in order to go into recovery for this eating disorder. And it was a lot of years. And I won't go into all of it, but I will say that if you struggle with any form of disordered eating, I am not, 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 not a mental health professional, nor am I a psychiatrist, psychologist, or anybody that is an expert in eating disorders. All I know is my truth and my story. And if you are experiencing anything along the lines of any kind of disordered eating or body dysmorphia, please seek professional, professional help. So I, I sought out professional help and um, I, I began to heal from my eating disorder. And part of my journey really consisted of being in, in uh, a big part of my journey was when I was in this toxic relationship when I was in my 20s and, and it came crumbling down. And I went from living in this multi-million dollar apartment with this guy that I thought I was going to marry, this really rich hedge fund guy, to within like one week's time uh, getting kicked out and having to live in this itty bitty teeny tiny room with six other actors with a window that faced a brick wall. And that same week, pretty much everything that I had was taken from me. I was on that TV show on VH1 and that was canceled. So I went from living this really really glamorous life with everything handed to me to basically having nothing. And at that moment, I knew that I had to build something. I had to start over. Well, it was I didn't know if I necessarily really knew it. My back was against the wall and I was forced to. So I, I thought about, okay, what do I really love and, and what do I want to do? I, I knew that auditioning every single day as an actress was not going to cut it until I got a gig. So I needed to have another job. And I didn't want to be a waitress. I didn't want to be a babysitter like all my other actor friends. So I thought, okay, well, I've done all of this work to learn how to treat my body better and learn how to exercise in a way that's healthy and learn how to eat in a way that's healthy. What if I taught other people how to do that too? So I built my business all around uh, being starting being a personal trainer and having uh, like a weight loss guide and online programs to help entrepreneurs specifically and high level, high performing people in New York City, celebrities, CEOs, uh, and teach them how to how to lose weight in a healthy way how to work out in a way that would create the body and the mindset that they that they wanted, that they needed in order to be more confident and create more success in their life. 
So I created a really successful business doing that. And I became known as this fitness girl instead of I transitioned from being heavy metal girl, right? I was on that heavy metal show forever to using the media and using social media to rebrand myself and reposition myself as this fitness girl, right? And as I was on this fitness journey, I want to tell you a couple of things that I learned. So even when I was first becoming a personal trainer, I always thought that um, more cardio is better. Like I would spend hours running or doing a bazillion crunches or a zillion burpees, right? And, And eating less calories, right? So I thought, okay, if I want to get lean, and I I even told this to my clients, I I even was telling my clients things that I don't know now. And I think that, you know, I'm going to come out and say it, like, I did not know all the things. And I look back now, and I'm like, wow, I know so much more than I did then. And I wish I knew what I know now then, but I, I was doing my very best that I could. So I believed that more cardio was better. I would go to like, you know, all the soul cycle classes, I would do all the sprinting, all the burpees, and, and eating very little calories. And while I was, I did, it was not actively in my eating disorder anymore, I was still overworking my body and under eating food. Now, what this did was not only did it not give me enough energy to be able to really be as successful as I could have become, but I wasn't looking the way that I wanted to look. And I felt like I was working so hard, but I just wasn't seeing the results. And then I started to work with a coach who taught me how to properly lift weights. I was like, all right, I'm going to do an experiment because I want to learn how to help my clients in a better way. So I'm going to do a fitness competition and learn how to build muscle. So I went on this journey learning how to build muscle. And I started lifting super, super heavy, doing less cardio and eating more food. And what do you know? My body started to transform. I started to lean out. I started to get that physique that I wanted. I started to get really great lean muscle. Everyone says they want lean, long muscles, right? Like ballerina muscles. Well, when I was doing all the cardio and the bar classes and the spinning, I did not get the lean, long muscles that I wanted. But when I started lifting heavy weights, that's what started happening because I actually started building muscle and fueling my body with the energy and the calories that it needed to build the muscle. Therefore, my body also started to lean out. It was magical. And I I felt like I learned the the key the key to to getting the body that i wanted and then as i did that i i learned that i was now working out not just to be skinny i was working out to be strong and this empowered me in such a way that really changed my life and my business because the stronger that i became in the gym and the more that i went to the gym it, to work out to be able to lift heavy weights and feel strong and feel empowered and the more that i fed myself the food and the calories that i needed the more energy i had to build my business the more energy I had to feel uncomfortable when it came to business to take risks because I was fueling myself properly and I was stronger and I had more confidence in myself because every day I was going to the gym, I wasn't just a hamster on a treadmill. I was actually pushing myself and lifting heavier and seeing the results and seeing that I could squat heavier than I did the week before. So this taught me the lesson of my fitness life. So if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you aren't seeing the results that you want to get in the gym and you're asking, Jen, what did you do train to be on the cover of Strong Fitness Magazine? I lifted heavy weights and I did very little cardio and I ate lots of food. <laughs> That's what I did. Now, I am not a fitness professional anymore. I don't run a personal training company anymore. I don't write workouts for people anymore. In fact, I teach people how to be seen. But I truly believe that a big part of teaching people how to be seen and teaching entrepreneurs and business owners and thought leaders and speakers and authors how to put themselves out there, a big piece of it is confidence. My title at my company is Chief Mindset Officer, and that's because we, we prioritize confidence above all. 
Because if you're not, if you don't have the mindset to put yourself out there and feel the fear and do it anyway and take action even when you're scared and feel really great about who you are as you are, you're not going to be seen. So I do believe that all of this kind of ties in into what I do now, just in a much different way. So you ask me how I work out, that's how I work out. <laughs> I lift heavy weights. I lift weights, I walk, and I walk all around the city, and I told you I'm going to do a podcast all about walking, and you may be thinking, oh my God, Jen, that's going to be the most boring podcast in the world, but it's not because I've manifested the majority of my life while on a walk. So the cardio that I do is walking, incline walking, stairs, slow, easy, long cardio. Every once in a while, I'll do some hit just because it's fun, but for the most part, I just like to lift heavy. And then I fuel my muscles with the food that it needs. And that's exactly how I trained to be on the cover of Strong Magazine. Now, let's tap into the mindset and how working out has actually helped me make more money. Because the cover of the magazine did not say anything about how to transform your body. It actually, the, the title of my article was like, how um, building my body helps me build my bank or something like that. And that's because I, I tell you guys all the time, and that's why this podcast is actually called I dare you because I believe that my success and my success going forward and the success that I've had thus far has been a result of me being able to dare myself to do things even though I'm scared. And the best way to dare yourself to do things even though you're scared and take action is to practice feeling uncomfortable. So in the gym, every single day, I go to the gym and I lift heavy and I push myself in the gym to prove to my subconscious mind that I can do hard things. And I... I do this thing at the end of my workout that I want to dare you to do today. This is going to be the dare that I leave you with. After I exercise, I lay on the mat and I look up at the sky and I, I thank God. For me, it's God. Maybe for you, it's the universe. Maybe it's your higher power, whatever it is for you. But I thank God for the ability to move my body and for the experience I just had. And then I also say, well, here I am on the mat again. And I remind myself that no matter how hard that workout was or how uncomfortable it was or how much I wanted to stop, no matter what, time doesn't stop. And I always end up on the mat again. It's just such a wonderful reminder that no matter how uncomfortable something is, whether it's in the gym or having a hard conversation with somebody at work or posting something or being seen or being on a Facebook Live or being on a podcast or being in a media interview or speaking on a stage, no matter how uncomfortable or scary it is, when you can push through that discomfort and the time doesn't, the time's not going to stop. The discomfort is temporary. It's only going to last a little bit, but when you get to the other side, it feels amazing. It's always worth it. The growth on the other side is permanent. And no matter what, you'll always end up on the mat or you'll always end up in your bed that night, or you'll always end up the next day waking up in the morning. No matter what, time doesn't stop. I actually have the word time tattooed on my wrist to remind me of this. So every time I'm feeling nervous or scared to do anything in business or in life, I just remind myself, this time is never going to stop. I'm never going to get this day back. It's not going to stop. So I'm not going to be uncomfortable for much longer than, you know, not that long, right? It depends how long the thing is. And then it's going to end. And then before I know it, I'm going to end up in my bed or I'm going to end up in the mat again on the gym tomorrow, the gym mat tomorrow, and it's all going to be done. How am I going to take advantage of that time that's not going to stop, that's going to go no matter what? Guys, we get this one life. We get this one day. This day, we only get it one time. How are you going to use it? It's once. It never comes back. And then the time doesn't stop and then you end up in your bed no matter what, no matter how uncomfortable you are. So... If there is something that you want to do that you're not doing because it's scary or it's uncomfortable, or maybe, maybe you are just in a really uncomfortable phase of life right now, maybe you're going through something difficult, I want you to remember that time doesn't stop, that the discomfort will eventually subside and you will get to the growth on the other side. You might not know when, but I promise you the growth will show itself. The why will show itself. 
the reason that it was for you will show itself eventually. And you'll look back and you'll say, wow, I'm a better person because of that. And that's really what this podcast is all about. It's about daring yourself to allow yourself to feel that discomfort, to do that scary thing, to get to the other side so that you can become more successful and you can put more coins in that confidence bank over time. And you can put more experiences on your life resume. My friend Jesse Itzler talks about the life resume, right? We, we say no to way too many things because we're scared of, of the discomfort or we're scared of the failure or we're scared of people seeing us fail or we're scared of, of maybe the pain that might happen, right, as a result of that. The pain, the discomfort, it's temporary. So that is why I work out. That's why I go to the gym. That's why I lift heavy weights, to remind myself of that every single day. And I always push myself a little bit harder, right? And I remind myself that I could just do one more rep. Here's another thing that I'm going to leave you with. My friend Ed Milet, he, he wrote the book, The Power of One More. And it's this concept about, you know, really successful people, they do one more than the normal person, right? And he talks about it in the gym a lot. Like he goes to the gym, he's like, all right, I'm going to do my 10 reps plus one more. I'm going to do my 35 minutes plus one more. So that's what I do when I go to the gym as well. So I practice doing one more because at the end of the day, like if you can go one more, one more hour, one more, one more sales call, one more um, practice round, then the normal person, you're going to be more successful. I promise you. I love that book so much. If you haven't checked it out, Ed Milet's book, The Power of One More, it's so good. So that's a little bit of my journey. And I share this with you just to inspire you, just to help you maybe feel that you're not alone if you struggle with some of this. And to remind you that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, discomfort's temporary. At the end of the day, your mess will eventually one day be your message. And while that time in my life where I experienced that eating disorder and I was a very lost teenager, a very lost young adult, really struggling with my body image and struggling to feel worthy and struggling to find out who I was. All of that is so important. Now when I connect the dots looking backwards and I'm on this podcast right now telling you about it in order to hopefully help you with whatever you're struggling with so that we can connect a little bit deeper. So when you connect the dots looking backwards, it all always makes sense. And now I understand why I was dealt that hand, why all of that happened and why I reacted in that way and why, because it, it's part of the story. It's part of the journey. It was part of the learning experience. It was part of my timeline that never stops. And now I'm experiencing the growth. So I promise you as someone that's sitting here on the other side, experiencing the growth, and I know there's a hell of a lot more growth to be experienced moving forward. I'm ready though. I'm ready to sit in the discomfort because I'm going to know that it's only temporary. So your dare of the day today is to do that exercise after you're done. And your workout does not need to be lifting in the gym, by the way. Your workout can do whatever you want, whatever kind of movement. It could be a walk around the block. It could be a little quick 10 jumping jacks. It could even just be whenever you want. Like maybe you, maybe you walked down the street and then you get home and you feel tired. You feel like you moved your body and you lay down and just thank your body parts, thank the universe be grateful for being able to move. I like to thank each part of my body. So I thank my feet, my legs, and my hands, and my knees, and my hips. And I just remember how blessed I am to have a body that works so well. That just, that always has reminded me, even through my, when I was in my recovery from my eating disorder, being grateful for my body really helped me to develop more self-love for myself. And then after that, just remind yourself that you're, you're there laying on the mat, or you're there laying in the bed. <laughs> and time doesn't stop. And every single time you lay on the mat, just remind yourself, oh, here I am again. 
here I am again. Doesn't matter how hard that workout was. Doesn't matter how how much I didn't want to take that walk or how much I didn't want to call that person or how much I didn't want to do that sales call or how much I didn't want to do that Instagram live. I did it and now I'm here again and I'm reaping the benefits because I have some sort of growth. So that's my dare for you. I'm also, of course, always going to dare you to share this episode with somebody that you love. Is there somebody out there that you think needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. And then also, make sure you subscribe. I would love a review. I would love a five-star rating. All of those things help me to get this podcast into the world, into the ears of more people that it can help. So go ahead. I dare you. I dare you to scream from the rooftops all about how much you loved this episode. And I dare you to go try that exercise after you're done with your workout. And please, love yourself today and take advantage of this day. And remember that time doesn't stop. Discomfort is temporary, but growth is permanent. I dare you. Love you so much. So grateful for you. See you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.